0: renaissance ray how are you buddy
1: cello doing fine how are you
0: lemon <laughs> cello <laughs>
1: yes that's why my hair here going mm, tch, mm, tch, mm, tch. anyway i'm doing fine
0: that's good how are you um i'm good thank you buddy uh episode good. nine of the renaissance series uh let me start off by doing the hunter claws <laughs> um in episode eight uh, Arbogast theodosius's mm. frank general very frank he was he always just said exactly what he was thinking Oh, what a role. Uh, he's like you know this uh young emperor valentinian the second kid valley yeah uh valley two yeah uh, i don't like him think i'm gonna kill him by suicide <laughs> um that's how frank he was he did that
1: right. killed
0: an, an emperor uh, not unusual in and of itself. Lots of emperors have been killed yeah. over the years. This yeah. is just this is just business as usual, killing. But he was but,
1: a teenager. That's just kind yeah, of tacky.
0: But yeah. yeah, and it's you know Christian Arbogast killing a Christian emperor, <laughs> Christian on Christian violence. Love a bit of that <laughs> myself. And he and, and he appoints his own guy as emperor. Right. You genius! Oh, he's such a ge- you genius. <laughs> uh, you genius. You
1: genius. You.
0: Because he uh, knew his grammar, he thought, "You know what we need? What we need is somebody who really knows his grammar." Because right. I'm sick of people putting commas, uh, apostrophes in the wrong, wrong places. Fucking commas, yeah, it's.
1: Yeah.
0: I swear yeah. to God, like I'm get 40, it right. Yeah, I'm 47, Ray. Yeah, um, I'm no spring chicken. Every time I write the word "it's," yes, I have to think about it, <laughs> sort of apostrophe so in I. it or not. Usually, I'll that, automatically you know? put the apostrophe in it. Yeah, by habit, and then I'll go. Wait, I'll I'll write another four or five words, and then I'll go. Hold on, no, wait, no, wait, no, no, yeah, yeah. no back wait, up. No, yeah, back. No, no apostrophe. Take it out every time. I'm 47. <laughs> I've been writing this word for 40 years. Yeah, still, yeah. still have to think that's, about it every time. The English language is fucked, right? I guess that's that's yeah. the you know why society's going downhill. This is why Trump got elected president. It's the English language. It's it yeah. that did it to us the downfall of Western civilization.
1: It's as a conundrum, and that's why you need an emperor who's a master of grammar. Grammar, I that's can't right. even talk that's about it. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Eugenius had this uh, crazy idea of uh, being nice to the pagans, even though Ooh. he was a Christian himself. He said, hey, listen, let's not be complete cunts. Let's uh, yeah, be nice to the pagans. Live so, and let live. Live and let live. Like that's yeah. what uh, Rome was built on, is, listen, we don't care what your religion is. Just pay your taxes. <laughs> pay, your, pay your fucking taxes. Yeah. Obey yeah. the laws, pay your taxes. And, Sit down and uh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, but this, of course, uh, Ambrose, the uh, non-religious bishop of Milan and Theodosius, <laughs> weren't happy with this being nice to the pagans' business, so they, they there's a big war between Theodosius on one side, Eugenius and Arbogast on the other side. Right. Um, it's going well for Eugenius and Slardy Bartfast at first, but then the wind the yeah. winds turn quite <laughs> literally starts blowing <laughs> arrows into the faces of yeah, Eugenius's army. That's bad. Yeah. He gets captured. Drops on his knees, pleads for Christian mercy, and Theodosius says, sure, and cuts his head off. Um, Arbogast manages to escape, wanders around by himself for a few days, and then uh, decides to commit suicide, yeah. which left us at the end of last episode with Theodosius as the sole emperor. Oh,
1: ooh, I have before- a question. Sorry, my hand's up. You can't see it because it's... Uh- anyway, at this point in Christian history, is it a sin to kill yourself?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. Okay. There's nothing in the New Testament as far as I can recall about Mm -hmm. suicide being bad. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah. Just wondering. I I don't know where that comes from. All right, cool. Theodosius uh, is now the sole emperor, the first sole emperor that uh, the Romans have had probably in a century, I guess. Yeah, it's been long, yeah. Since uh, our old mate Diocletian took Mm -hmm. the role and he said, you know what, this job is too big for one man. We need to (laughs) divvy it up. I mean, yes, Theodosius has his young children as his co-emperors. But But come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I said last time that he 's the sole emperor. Jesus is obviously Jesus has obviously <laughs> selected Theodosius because uh, he has made Christianity the state religion which we 're going to whoop. get into in this episode. yeah, um, obviously, Jesus favors him mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. he died a few months later. no um,
1: actually, I think the way you 're supposed to spin it is that Jesus was such a big fan of theo 's. He wanted to meet him, shake his hand, wink, you know, thank you for everything you've done. So he called him to heaven on January 17th, 395. So Theo was called to heaven. That's how we say it.
0: Actually, that reminds me of a thing I read by biblical scholar, New Testament scholar, William Lane Craig, I read uh, this morning. Mm -hmm. Craig, I actually invited to be on the documentary, and he sent me an email going, no, I don't think that's something I'd like to do. (laughs) I said, But I read this thing... That he supposedly wrote recently where he was saying, you know, when um, young children die, it's a good thing because they're going to heaven uh, to meet the Lord. So we shouldn't try and stop young children from dying Um,
1: um,
0: because it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's a happy thing. Right. They get to go to heaven.
1: Okay, my hand's up again, I'm, I, and, I'm, and I'm really reaching into my Sunday school lessons here. If a child hasn't been baptized yet, and they die, is it, his premise is they haven't had a chance to really sin to not earn heaven? Is, do you think that's what he was saying?
0: Oh, look, I don't think he's a Catholic, so I think that's oh. a- Oh, you know, do the, uh, you know uh, only I, I don't know, is Only Catholics that baptize infants. I mean, I know the Mormons don't baptize you till you're twelve.
1: Right, um, right. I,
0: I don't know about you, your, your Protestants. Uh, when did the Protestants okay. baptize people? Well, I,
1: yeah, I was like a like twelve or thirteen. I had to supposedly air quotes here understand what I was mm. getting into. So.
0: Yeah, that's the Mormon view as well, I think. Is yeah. that um, you know you, you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah. You gotta know. You gotta make it you gotta make a conscious choice that you want right. to accept Jesus into your life <laughs> by going for a swim in a swimming pool. That's how they do doing. <laughs> um anyway, back anyway. to Theodosius. Before we get on to what happened next, um, basically him leaving the empire in the hands of his two young children. Mm-hmm. Responsible. We need to talk about the Cuncto populace. No, I said kunk toss. <laughs> I was g- <laughs> not kunk yes. toss. Kunk <clears throat> kunk tos. Yes. Kunk C-U-N-C T O S Kunk toss.
1: If I could set the stage for your kunk toss um, as, as you probably all remember because you have every part of the show memorized. Back in 378, you had the Battle of Atrianople, oh, Atrianople where Valens is killed. Gratian invites Theo to take command of the Illyrian army, which pretty much is going to make him the de facto leader of the Eastern Empire, uh, Eastern Roman Empire. However, it's not just that Theo can just stroll right over to his new kingdom. He's got to fight various goth tribes to get to his uh, new kingdom, and it's going to take him roughly two years to do that before he can enter Constant- Constantinople in late 380. However, before that, on February 27th, 380, Theo, Gratian, and Valentinian all together issue the Conctus Populus, the so-called Edict of Thessalonica,
0: Mmm, cuntos populus.
1: I just, never mind. There's so many many different ways to go with that, but we should probably not do that. Mm, Mmm, We're going to take the high road. We're going to take the high road.
0: Um, yeah, so this is where, uh, Christianity really just takes over the world. uh, Or takes over the the Roman world, anyway, for a little bit, half Mm -hmm. of it. Anyway, so... Um, you know, it wasn't just uh, Theodosius; it was Gratian and Valentinian II mm-hmm. that were also uh, signatories on this e- edict because they were both right. still alive. Valley II and Gratian Valley II was like, uh, like three years old, but uh, Gratian was uh, yeah. a bit of a grown up. He's like at least nineteen at this stage. Um, so they declare this edict of Thessalonica declares mm-hmm. Nicene trinitarian christianity to be the only legitimate imperial religion and the mm. only one entitled to call itself catholic which mm. okay you know what catholic means right
1: uh i used to when i was one but i've pushed it out <laughs> no i'm, I'm been, being t- 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 totally serious go ahead
0: catholic means universal ah uh. Fucking universal, God. And I have a, th- I have a theory about why they called it that. So you know, as I, as I've sort of explained at various points, um, you know, you go back to the early centuries of Christianity, and there were many, many, many different facts, factions, or sects. <laughs> Right um, in Christianity, they you know one group only believed you know that they, they had the Gospel of Mark. Another group only had the Gospel of Matthew. Oh. Another group only had the Gospel of Luke. They, right. uh, others had you know believed in the Gospel of of, of Thomas and, and and Mary Magdalene and all these other gospels that have um, that mm-hmm. had disappeared until we found them within Nag Hammadi scriptures. But um, at some point, um, one of the theories is that one group said, you know what, we're going to merge a bunch of these little group churches together, these these sure. different factions together. We're going to take these guys and 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 we're going to merge them all together and we're going to form like an umbrella group.
1: Ah, um, a coalition religion.
0: I like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So they took... The, the, the Mark and the, the Mark community and the Matthew community and the Luke community and the John community and said, mm-hmm. look, we're, we're all going to come together and we're going to throw all of these Gospels into the grab bag, um, which is one of the possible explanations for why the Gospels contradict each other. Ah. They're, they're all over the place on a lot of quite important points. Um uh, because they just got thrown in together. Look, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. No, no one's going to read this shit anyway because everyone's illiterate. Um, so let's just we'll just throw it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love your gospel. Your gospel's fucking great. Come on, you're part of the team now. That's right. And so they said we're the universal or the Catholic um, oh, sweet branch of Christianity because we're, we're incorporating all of the good ones, all of the big ones. Yeah. Anyway, the Edict of Thessalonica, um, you know, so this is interesting. It's not just declaring Christianity. As the official state religion It's the Nicene Trinitarian version mm-hmm. The one that believed that God And and Jesus and the Holy Spirit Are equal of right. equal they're, they're the same thing What? We don't know? How does that work? Don't ask Shut up, <laughs> go away, they just start Just faith. Um, And all other forms Of Christianity and all other Christians Who believed in different interpretations Were declared to be Foolish madmen and insane (laughs) and demented heretics.
1: Damn, that's Christians aren't supposed to call people by aren't supposed to call people names. I remember that from Sunday school.
0: (laughs) Jesus said, "Turn the other cheek." Unless (laughs) you're talking about an insane and demented heretic, then that's fine. You know, just you know, call them out on that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when he first entered Constantinople in November 380, Theodosius summoned the bishop there, Demphilus.
1: Hold on, hold on. Before, before you leave the, um, the Edict of Thessalonica, there, there was just something I wanted to, to drill down and get your opinion on something. So I'm just going to read a short part of the statement that came from the Edict. So it says, according to the apostolic teaching and the doctrine of the gospel, let us believe in one deity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, whatever. We authorize the followers of this law to assume the title of Catholic Christians. And so I just couldn't help but take the phrases, let us believe, and we authorize. Just because you all get together, write it down, and make it the rule, either punishable by death or some other really bad punishment, doesn't somehow create God in heaven and Make all that stuff real and it makes it accurate. These are just guys sitting down, putting their particular stamp of this belief, and forcing everybody to to swallow it. I mean, in no way does this prove or create a god or 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 anything like that. That just that just really pissed me off when I read that. Does, does that make sense? I mean, just because you write it down and make it along doesn't mean it's true. It's just your opinion. You're just making it. The official opinion of everyone through the through the pain of punishment.
0: Yeah, well, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> everyone has to get on board and believe what we tell you to believe, or else.
1: <laughs> just just rub me the wrong. Way. Okay, I'm I'm going to get off my box now. Please continue.
0: And you know, it, it's important to just stop and th- realize, contemplate what a huge. Turning point and how weird this was in the, the, the history of the Roman Empire, as we've said numerous times, mm-hmm. the the Romans traditionally had been fairly blasé about what your religion was. They didn't really yeah. care. Yeah. I mean, there were certain things that had to be, in Cicero's words, you, you had to believe in one of the official religions. It had to be, like, uh, acknowledged and accepted as being okay. Right. But there was there a was ton of them, ton of yeah. different gods and, and ways of worshipping those gods. They didn't really judge this is the only right one. You just got in, got in there on all of them, <laughs> man. Like, just but- take it all. <laughs>
1: But but here's the other part of that. The Romans are probably thinking, just like everyone else thinks, my gods are the legitimate gods, or my gods are better than your gods. But that's for a while where they left it. Yes, you've got your gods, but I either don't believe in your gods, or your gods are inferior to mine. But still, like you said, they just let it go. That is no longer the norm now. It's like, it's my god, and I will kill you, or whatever I have to, to make you stop believing in yours, or force you to believe in mine, I mean, so where did we go from this tolerance, even maybe even condescension by the Romans to this absolute it has to be ours, and I will wage war if I have to, maybe because God wants me to, but at the very least these humans seem to be doing it on their own. there doesn 't seem to be too many scriptures about wipe out
0: everybody else well that 's how Jesus wanted it right um, <laughs> Jesus was uh, I must. All about- have- Watch different movies in the
1: sixties and stuff. So, you know the movie King of Kings. He, he didn't really come across as a hard ass, but maybe I should go back and watch that again.
0: Well, if you if you go back and actually, in all seriousness, you go back uh-huh. and read the Bible. I mean, it, it is one of those things where you can cherry pick whatever you want. You can cherry pick bits of Jesus where he says, you know, sure, turn the other cheek, love love everyone. It's all good, mm-hmm. golden rule stuff. You can something also something in your eye, yeah pick out bits of him where he says, you know, basically anyone who doesn't uh, accept me is going to spend eternity being tortured motherfucker. So that's that's not very tolerant. No. Um there 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 is intolerance in the New Testament as much as there is tolerance. But you know, I uh, you know, you you speak to most um Christians today, and they will tell you that Christianity is about love and uh, love right. and peace and tolerance and all that kind of Kumbaya. stuff. Kumbaya. yeah, you go back. You go back <laughs> to uh, what was going on here. The way it became the only religion in uh, the empire was uh, not through love or tolerance. It was th- with threat of force. They, it right. was basically uh, there were the early version of the Taliban. Basically, saying or, or, you know, the the more virulent strains of Islam that have Mm -hmm. been around since the eighth century, Um, you know, forcing people to accept their religion at the point of a sword. Yeah, that's how Christianity became uh, ruled the empire. Now, if you if you speak to most people, most Christians, I think. What they think happened is that uh, you know the the world, the Roman world, went you know what? we're sick of these old gods. they never they never deliver the good shit. Right. Um, this this Christian God sounds like the the bomb like he's promising us uh, eternity in 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 paradise. Let's mm-hmm. jump on board that. That makes so much more sense. Uh, what you know, a religion based around a human sacrifice and symbolic cannibalism. Fuck yeah, sign me up. That sounds great. I'm totally on board with that. that is, that's, that's logic right there, my friends. That's science. Um, so, but uh, that's not how it happened. It, was, it yeah. was at the pointy end of a sword that they people right. were forced. So getting back to Theodosius, he goes yeah. to Constantinople in November 380, summons the bishop there, Demphilus and uh, demands that he renounce his homo iron beliefs. Ooh. Now, that's not, you know, he didn't like to suck a bit of dick. That's not no. what that means, although no. maybe he did. I'm not judging.
1: But that's not um, what we're talking about, right?
0: No. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how silly it's become. Now, homo iron these aren't necessarily Arians. homo iron means Jesus is similar to God, mm-hmm. but says nothing about substance. They were like, listen... We, we're not getting into this whole one yeah. substance, different substance debate. not we interesting. We're going to say yeah. Jesus is somehow similar to God. That's it. That's where we're drawing the line. Don't care. Even that is a heresy. It's, it's not
1: enough. Exactly. It's not enough. The new emperor who had to fight for two years to get to his uh, palace in Constantinople is now telling this guy, change what you think or renounce what you think and
0: you can maybe keep your job. Yeah, and, he's, and 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 Demphilus is like, uh, hold on, which one of us is actually a fucking bishop? Me or you? Like, where do you get to tell me what 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 theological training
1: do you have again, Mister Emperor? Oh, I, I know um, the answer to this one. He slowly pulls out a sword and lets the sun yeah. shine on it.
0: This is my theological training, motherfucker. Um, so Demophilus uh, refuses to. Uh, recant his homo iron beliefs so Theodosius has him fired not executed at this point just fires him, appoints his own bishop who's a Nicene even though the Nicene contingent in the city is quite small in fact, (laughs) there was so much drama over this, in order to ensure the, the safety of the new Nicene bishop when he turns up and is marching through the streets to to go to his Church of the Holy Apostles where he's going to be, you know, I don't know, anointed as the new bishop. Troops needed to line the streets to protect him from the uh, homo iron masses that uh, weren't very happy about uh, their bishop getting the arse and this new guy getting appointed. So it's like this just... uh, threat of violence all the way along here um, yeah it's quite it's quite astounding how quickly Christians turn to Christian on-christian violence
1: now did you read that sometime before this not I don't think it was too uh, I think it was kind of soon before this uh, Theodosius and and it, and it certainly would make sense if he's been fighting out in the field for two years that he got really really sick and he was baptized soon before this so maybe he was all worked up in that particular Christian way from having you know received God into his heart or whatever so maybe when he come when he finally makes it to Constantinople he is he is exuberant with his Christianity and he's not tolerating uh some of these guys who believe something different
0: yeah I'm sure that it had something to do with that um but as we'll see um he you know he got himself into some trouble with old Ambrose so, um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're about to see how powerful these bishops really are.
0: Yeah, yeah. but that, that happens a bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one of the other things the- Theodosius does uh, around at this time, in 381, he begins his persecutions of the pagans. Mm-hmm. Um, this gets worse and worse as time goes on, but it starts here. He also declares that only Nicene Trinitarians can become bishops, and Ooh. everyone else is locked out of their churches. So Dang. if you're an Arian or you're a homo or whatever, locked out of your churches, you have to surrender your churches to the Nicene clergy. If you're a bishop of, of a non-Nicene faction, you lose all of your benefits that were granted right. under Constantine. Tax exemptions. Um, you're not allowed to build new churches. Um you know, it, it basically clamps down yeah. hard on all of the non-Nicene Christians. Right. Um, but basically, tries to crush all of the quote-unquote heretical uh, uh, versions of Christianity. So he's not fucking around. <laughs>
1: No, and, and uh, I'm not sure if this comes before or right after that. But in May 381, he uh, summons the first Council of Constantinople, a new ecumenical council. Which they pretty it, the, the wording that they used to me was entertaining because they the council is going to try to repair the schism between East and West. But when they say repair, what they mean is like like with the uh, with the uh, edict before, they're just going to ram it down everybody's throats. So the council goes on to define orthodoxy, including the mysterious third person of the trinity the holy spirit who though equal to the father proceeded proceeded from him whereas the son was begotten by god so they nail that down and i think you mentioned this on a couple of episodes before uh, ago they, they they nail down or they alter the nicene constantinoplean creed so again they're really putting things uh, they're really putting uh, putting this down on paper and they're making it official and they're not allowing any other alternatives and they're forcing it down everybody's throats
0: yeah. Now, the, the church had built up so much wealth and enjoyed so many privileges in the preceding sort of 70-odd years after Constantine that you can just imagine that, that expelling the Arians, who were, I mean, um, or the non-Nicene Christians, who at this stage I'm, I'm figuring probably at least 70% of Christianity at this point are not Nicene's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically locking them Sounds out fair. of their churches, right. their wealth, their privileges overnight, it was it was explosive. Um yeah. according to one historian writing uh in the next century, he was a, he was a Nicene historian, he talks of Aryan wolves harrying the flocks up and down the glades, daring to hold rival assemblies, stirring sedition among the people, and shrinking Ooh. from nothing which can do damage to the churches. So, you know, they weren't taking this lying down. The, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. The yeah, Aryans. this is war. Right. Yes, this is this a civil is, war. This is, a, <laughs> this is a civil war they're aiming for, but, you know, to try and get their version of Christianity back being accepted. But I, Which, yeah. I want to, I want to stop for a second, Ray, and just think about yeah. why Theodosius might have favored the Nicene mm. version. Do you have any um, thoughts?
1: Uh, well, I, I, as we're going to see during the three eighties, he just puts out one statement after another, just boom, 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 with all the different things. Where not only is he building up the Nicenes, but he's picking apart the pagans and the Arians, but I, to be honest with you, I don't really have a reason why he is full throttle for the Nicenes.
0: Well, I think, uh, this is just a theory, but I think Mm -hmm. the the whole idea um, of Jesus being God Mm -hmm. was useful for Roman emperors. It, um, It was seen as a useful construct. You see, the problem for anyone um, you know, emperor or, or a senior administrator or uh, an aristocratic landowner mm-hmm. who wanted to protect the hierarchical structure of the empire. Right. Problem was that the Jesus of the Gospels was a rebel against the empire who right. had been executed by a provincial Roman governor. Um. So. You know, if anyone paid too much attention, like a okay, we know most people can't read, but if they could read right. and they read the Gospels, they'd be going,
1: whoa, hold on a
0: second, <laughs> this this guy, this this guy was you know a, a, a bit of a, a rebel who was like yeah. you know the end of the world is coming and these guys are all bad corrupt. Okay, the yes, there's a, yeah, there's there's a line in there somewhere about you know give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, pay your taxes, even that you know they're like oh okay we better put that in there. Right. Um, I, th- I think I think that was deliberately, possibly interpolated later. Oh look, it even says in the Bible, "Pay your taxes." So <laughs> shut up and pay your taxes. Um, but you know, the Jesus of the Gospels was preaching the immediate coming of the kingdom of heaven, the the end of the world, where the poor would inherit the earth. But, ooh, who wants uh, that? Um, well, no one, and particularly the elite. <laughs> Uh, You you don't want anyone running around uh, telling the poor that they're about to
1: inherit
0: inherit the earth. Keep in mind, and this is something I think a lot of people don't realize, is that early Christianity for the first couple of hundred years was uh, preaching that the end of the world was just around the corner. From Mm -hmm. Paul's letters through the Gospels, we see this. They're like, any fucking day now, Jesus is coming (laughs) any day now. And Is that him? it's all no. going to be, it's, <laughs> it's all going to be, it's all coming to an end. So don't worry about, you know, you know all,
1: this all stuff. the shit
0: that's going on. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about all the bad shit that's going on. It doesn't matter. Cause it's all coming to an end. Like literally we are yeah. in the end of times. So don't, don't fucking worry about, okay, you're a yeah. slave. Don't worry about it because the end of times are coming anyway. So just, you know, just be a good slave. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, this went on generation after generation after generation until finally they went, all right, well, look, m- maybe that's not going to happen. Um, maybe, maybe we should change our focus. I asked one of the scholars, um, Richard Carrier, um, when I was in North Carolina, how did people keep falling for this, generation after generation after generation? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, you know, they couldn't read so maybe they didn't know that it had been promised generation after generation. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe they just thought they were the first generation to believe this. They were, they were relying on their preacher to to read the Bible to them and tell them what it says. So maybe they were thinking, oh, well, we're, we're, this is the generation that was promised. They didn't know uh, that for four right. generations people have been waiting for this a hundred years. Or
1: well, anyway. if you're the if you're the priest, isn't it beneficial to you to say to the people? Yes, he's coming any day now. I mean, that just serves the interests of the, the priest as far as keeping power, keeping the people, you know, listening to you or whatever. So if you were the priest generation after generation after generation, why wouldn't you say that?
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. what's happening here with the Nicene version is they're going, well, hold on. no, Jesus wasn't some human rebel preacher saying, you know, everything's fucking corrupt and uh, the end of days right. is coming. Um he was actually a pre-existent divine being who's been around all for all eternity mm-hmm. and sits at the right hand of the father la 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 <laughs> right. so let's talk a lot let's stop talking about how he was executed by us nice romans and is coming to take his revenge let's <laughs> not talk about that anymore let's let's talk about how one day, if you're yeah. really really nice and obedient and don't mm-hmm. cause trouble you taxes. might get to he- you might get to heaven right so so there's a big shift between from you know Jesus is a rebel the, the we that the Romans killed and the end of days is coming he's coming back but he's like he's he's like uh you know I would be bark uh <laughs> he was the first guy to say that um yeah <laughs> Uh, you know he's, he's 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 Charles motherfucking Bronson. You know in uh, the original, uh, what's that movie that Charles Death in? Wish, Death Wish, the original Death Wish. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Willis's strangely yeah. thought, hey, this is yeah. a good time, good time to to make a vigilante killing film. Um, yeah, Jesus was coming back like Charles Bronson, man. So the <laughs> I think I think there's a deliberate um, uh, 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 strategy here on behalf of Theodosius. To go, listen. That's not the the version of Christianity we want people to think about. We want them to think about just be nice, pay your taxes, mm-hmm. be obedient, don't cause trouble, um, turn the other cheek, uh, yeah. and one day you, you might get to heaven. That's a much more benign version of Christianity that works right. well, I, I would think, for the for the emperor, right for the for the right people, for the one percent, yeah, yeah, for the elite, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. In fact, there are theories out there that I've seen over the years and I think they're, they're bullshit, but there are theories that Christianity was invented by the Romans to pacify the the, the people, that it was mm. deliberately architected to spread amongst the Roman populace to basically get them to uh, stop being so rebellious and, and stop right. complaining so much and to focus on the afterlife rather than how miserable their lives were on a yeah. daily basis.
1: If that's I don't true. I believe that
0: is true, right, but I, it's, right. it's an interesting, it's an interesting but, idea.
1: Yeah, that'd be the greatest uh, hoodwink in the history of all time. I just wanted to mention one thing. I, I, I won't jump too far because I know we're going to do a couple of these different proclamations that uh, Theo put out. But, I, but this is one of my favorites. In 384... Theo Theo the Great, as he's going to be known, uh, prohibits haruspicy. I'm probably saying that wrong. That's the training a person gets uh, to practice a form of divination. divination. Uh, The inspection of the entrails of sacrificed animals, especially the livers of sacrificed sheep and poultry, that is now punishable by death if you try to learn that form. However, he takes it one step further and he says, even for those who do not enforce this law, that is now a crime. So again, he's, he's, he's going hard after these people who are doing something other than what the Christians are doing. And even if his own people don't pursue, you know, use the law to punish these people, they're committing a crime. So he is really coming down on these people.
0: And it's not just a crime. It's uh, a crime with the death penalty attached to it. Yeah. yeah. So any form of pagan sacrificing or any magistrate who doesn't enforce Banning of pagan sacrificing, uh, or any you know gathering of pagans, there's yeah. um, death penalties. Shit. And he also authorizes the destruction of pagan temples, etc. Mm-hmm. In 388, he sent a prefect out to Syria, Egypt, and Asia Minor with the responsibility to to break up all pagan associations and to destroy all of their temples. Dang, um, um, the serapaeum at Alexandria which was a, an ancient Greek temple built by Ptolemy III Euergetes uh, 600 years earlier right was destroyed during this campaign probably around 391 and, and the Serapium I'm not sure if people have heard of this but it was the largest and the most you know magnificent of all of the temples in the Greek quarter of Alexandria may have also housed the last remains of the collection of the great library of Alexandria. Oh, man, yeah.
1: That is a and real Taliban dick move. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, these this, these guys were, you know, they showed the Taliban how to do, man. <laughs> now, the, the Serapeum had been closed in 325, so mm-hmm. probably on the orders of Constantine. Um, the Christian leader of Alexandria, like the bishop or the, the patriarch of Alexandria in 399, was a guy called Theophilus. Theophilus is infamous in this period. If you read this kind of stuff, he was just, just you know, he was a real dick, this guy. Right.
1: He enjoyed um, being a dick, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a yeah. story about how in 391, Theophilus discovered a hidden pagan temple because, um, you know, they had to hide them because mm-hmm. you know, they, were, they were being persecuted. Yeah. So he and his followers uh, grabbed all of the religious artifacts out of this temple, um, mocked them by walking through the streets, um, and, you know, and, um, said, look at this. This is yeah. stupid. Yeah. Look, look, look. <laughs> I'm putting this on my dick. Look. Um, and... It offended the pagans enough that they uh, attacked yeah. the Christian mob that had was, were defiling their temple and their religious artifacts. Um, the Christians counterattacked mm-hmm. and the pagans retreated and uh, locked themselves in the Serapeum. Uh. Um, a letter was sent by... Uh, Theodosius, that Theophilus should grant the pagans a pardon, Mm -hmm. but destroy the temple afterwards. So let the pagans out, but then destroy the temple. Right. According to the historian Socrates Scholasticus, who uh, was alive at this time, Mm -hmm. um, he wrote, seizing this opportunity... Theophilus exerted himself to the utmost. He caused the Mithraeum to be cleaned out. So this is the the pagan temple to Mithra. Right. The Mithraeum to be cleaned out. Then he destroyed the Serapeum and he had the phalli of Priapus carried through the midst of the forum. Um, Now, listeners of our Caesar shows knows about Priapus, the phalli of Priapus. Priapus was a... Roman god who was always displayed with a huge <laughs> penis. Um, they worshipped Priapus and his huge penis. He who was wouldn't? like a. Yeah. It yeah. was a sort of a fertility symbol. Um, yeah. The Romans yeah, loved a good cock. They loved. They had no shame around going, the cock. <laughs> what, what was. What's the
1: a good, there's a good. There's a next coffee mug. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh. Romans love a good cock.
0: This is a recording of the Romans uh, when they worship Priapus. (laughs) and tame the cunt, tame it, take it on head first with the skills that I will teach you at work and say no, you will not control me, no, you will not take my soul, no,
1: you will not win this game. Because it is a game, guys. You want to think it's not, huh? You want to think it's not, you go back to the schoolyard, you have that crush on big-titted Mary Jane.
0: <laughs> Respect the cock. Uh, and I'm spent. One of, one of Tom Cruise's greatest <laughs> performances, I think. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. oh I... I won't be able to record this Thursday. I have to go to a, a seminar, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you all about it.
0: I mean, it's great. It's a great performance because you know Tom Cruise is batshit crazy, and that is the kind of batshit crazy yeah. thing he probably goes on with in his Scientology uh, conferences. And uh, it's just I can't believe they're going to do it. Quite honestly. I know. I know, but it's great. Absolutely, that's, that's nearly twenty years old. That oh film, my man. god, like no, that was an Magnolia, ninety ninety nine, nearly twenty years old. I can't oh believe my it. God. Anywho, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, getting back to uh, the the Socrates bit here, he had the phallus of Priapus carried through the midst of the forum. The heathen temples were therefore raised to the ground, and the images of their gods molten into pots and other convenient utensils for the use. Of the Alexandrian Church, Mm. so insult to injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, so what we're talking about here is just blatant destruction of pagan temples, authorized by the Emperor Theodosius. Not just authorized, but but uh, but uh, not just encouraged, but um, uh, demanded by the emperor. Go out there, Christians, and destroy. Everything that isn't Nicene. Between 389 and 391, Theodosius issued what are known as the Theodosian Decrees, which basically banned paganism. Visits to temples were forbidden. Pagan holidays were abolished. (laughs) Sacred fire in the Temple of Vesta was extinguished. The Vestal virgins were disbanded and as you said before the, you know the, the auspices and the witchcraft and all the the reading yeah. of entrails all of that was banned on pain of death
1: <clears throat> yeah he is just going my one of my favorite ones was uh, even pagan feasts, if they weren't uh, yet rendered Christian ones, they were now officially work days. so even if you were pagan and, and they didn't catch every feast day that you had, they would turn it into a work day so you can no longer do the feast you have to go to work or you'll get in trouble you get fired or whatever. so they're hurting these people you know literally, physically, economically, they're tearing down everything that they that they care about. I mean this is an all out war against the pagans.
0: And modern scholars think that Ambrose of Milan was behind all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in 388, Theodosius got news that a Christian mob, led by its bishop, had mm-hmm. sacked a Jewish synagogue in <sighs> Kalinicum, which was a yeah. city on the Euphrates. Right. Out in, you know, sort of Iraq. Um now, we talked about uh, uh, Magnus Max, Mag Max in, I think, one of the last episodes when mm-hmm. uh, a similar thing happened, Christian mob burnt down a Jewish synagogue and he told him to rebuild it and, and, and Ambrose called him a Jew <coughs> and, that, and that was basically the end of Mag Max and they had a big war. Well, um, Theodosius in this instance, and I don't know if this is the same sacking or a different sacking, I th- tend to think it's a different one because you know, he, he sort of went yeah. to war with Mag Max over the first one. Theodosius orders the bishop to restore the Jewish synagogue.
1: So that this is in three
0: eighty eight. Yeah, he's like, yeah. come on, like the, the Jews aren't pagans. You know, right. they're they they're, they're our forefathers. Um, re rebuild, re, you know, just you know, do the right thing here. Rebuild the building. Ambrose right. just loses his shit. <laughs> he declares there must be no building where Christ was denied. So you can't have a Jewish synagogue because they don't believe in Jesus. So there can be no building in the entire empire where people can't worship Jesus or that isn't designed to worship Jesus.
1: Right, right. Or doesn't allow, Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he says it was not uh, justifiable of Theodosius to force a bishop to betray his conscience by restoring a synagogue. It's okay for the bishop to lead his people
1: to tear it down, but it's not okay for the emperor to make the bishop pay to have it rebuilt.
0: Yeah. That's
1: because that, that, yeah.
0: That, that's not, that would be betraying his religious beliefs yeah. to, okay. to rebuild a Jewish synagogue. And Ambrose said he was prepared to assume responsibility of the burning of the synagogue himself. Ooh. So you want to punish anyone, you punish, punish me. me. Oh, my Ambrose God. Ambrose of Milan. And Theodosius backed <laughs> down.
1: Yeah, I would too. And I think you're right. I think there's several. Uh, tit-for-tat, tearing down a church, burning a synagogue. I think it's, it goes on and on again, but it, but it highlights the differences, the different priorities that these two men have, and you would think automatically that the one man who rules both half of the empire empires would have the final say in everything, but that is not the case.
0: Yeah, Theodosius is already a whipped dog at this point in time. Mm. Um... Mm. He, you know, we've already seen Ambrose say no to Kid Valley when Kid Valley and his mum wanted a church. Several two. times, yeah, yeah. He said no. Nah. We saw nope. him go up against Mag Max, another emperor. Now right. he's going up against Theodosius and forcing the effective sole emperor of the Roman Empire <laughs> to back down. He's Doing the right thing. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, violence against Jewish and pagan shrines, of course, isn't new. We've already seen how, uh, it was, it was almost law to destroy pagan temples at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's, uh, a lot of good stories about this. And there's one I found fascinating that I wanted to tell you about. Mm -hmm. So there's a guy called Martin of Tuch. Um, thank you. uh, (laughs) It's spelled Tours, T O U R S, but I think in French it's Tuch. 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 I'll take your word for it. Make sure you wipe off
1: your microphone. <laughs> <God. Yeah. laughs>
0: Martin of Tuch was uh, right? a bishop in Gaul in the 370s who is famous for a number of things, including the destruction of pagan shrines. He got in early on this, yeah, um, even before the Edict of Thessalonia, he was going around and destroying pagan shrines. Uh, but there's a great story about Martin that I, I read and I wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. When he was uh, younger, he was a soldier in the Roman army, stationed in Gaul be- before he became a, a bishop. And he supposedly had a dream where he was walking down the street and he met a beggar who was... Naked, so right. Martin took off his military cloak and tore it in half and gave one half to the beggar. Oh, um, and that night he dreamt that Jesus was wearing the half that he gave the beggar. Oh God! And when he woke up the next morning, the cloak was miraculously repaired.
1: No, bu- I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> That's a good dream. So, That's a good story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this cloak ends up getting treated as a relic by the Merovingian kings, the um, you know the kings of Gaul that mm-hmm. uh, you know pulled themselves together a few hundred years later. They would um, carry it into battle for good luck, and it was called Saint Martin's miraculous cloak in Latin. That's Capa Sancti Martini. Or maybe that's Italian. I don't know. Capa, no, is it be Latin, right? Capa Sancti Martini. good enough. Yeah. Now the priest who ca- who who carried the cloak into battle was called a capellanu, and all of the priests eventually who served in the military were called capellani. Mm. The capellanu and the capellani. Right. Now the French translation of capellani is chapelain which is where the English word chaplain
1: comes ah, from. Ah, cool.
0: So you're a priest in the army. Who's the guy in MASH? Uh, Father, Father Mulcahy. Father Mulcahy. Good Love that did man. you Love Did you see uh, Winchester Yes, die the other day?
1: yes, it's fucked up.
0: I grew Major up Winchester. with that show. Oh, Charles Emerson too, Winchester III. Third. I watched, like, a collection of, of, of his scenes. Fuck, he was good. That show yeah. was so good. Yeah. So R.I.P. Charles Winchester. Yeah. Um, he was whatever the actor's name was, but he was great. Just Ogden great. Such a great character. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's a good one, man, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so that's where the word chaplain comes from. Cool. St. Martin's Cloak. But it gets better than this. So um, when they were out on campaign... Mm-hmm. Everywhere they uh, bivouacked, they stopped for the for the night. Um, oh. They had to build a little temporary church okay. to put the cloak in because sure. it was a holy relic. You couldn't just have it fucking lying around. <laughs> Needed to build a little little small church for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people called these little churches a capella, which was the word for a little cloak. Okay. Uh, and eventually, over time, those small churches. Lost their association with the cloak But the name stayed And they got called chapels uh, So uh, The word chapel Basically comes from A little cloak Which is St. Martin of Turks Cloak Turks.
1: I guess this story is true then I, I apologise
0: <laughs> Well the cloak was real <gasps> Whether or not right. it was miraculously repaired, you know, I'm gonna uh, call so, bullshit on that.
1: I just have to I just have to ask, so did Jesus come down, pretend to be a beggar, test this guy like like the witch yeah. in so many different stories coming to, pretending to be a beggar to see if someone's gonna be nice or not. Okay,
0: just yeah. checking. Just checking. I, All right. That's what Jesus does, dude like <laughs> He gets <laughs> bored. He? Sitting around heaven all the time. I mean, what? there's no one there, because all, the all the cool people don't get to heaven, like Jimi Hendrix and yeah. John Lennon and and and.
1: and, and what about Kurt Bowie? Cobain.
0: What about Bowie? Bowie, no, no, Bowie, man. Like the amount of <laughs> gay sex Bowie had and the drugs. <laughs> no, Bowie's... All the cool people right? partying with Satan. Yeah. And Woo! so Jesus gets bored, so he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to disguise myself and try and uh, fucking fuck some people up, man. Like... Uh, <laughs> You know, Just go see what happens. He's a, he's a trickster. He's like Loki. He's a trickster. Oh, god! Gotcha. Goes around trying to trick people to you know get them to do bad shit. And he goes, aha, gotcha. Uh,
1: he he would probably think of himself as a social scientist as opposed to a well, trickster. But I could be wrong.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Anyway, back to destroying pagan temples. So yeah. um, Theodosius, again, remember the Theodosius that come from Spania. Spania, Spania, Spania. He said, hello. Like the gladiator. prepared to die. Yeah. Um, Was he Spanish, the gladiator? Yeah. uh, Did Russ do a Spanish accent? Uh, He didn't have to because he
1: was a Russell fucking crow. No, but that's where his home was, and that's where the guards went to kill his wife and child. But no, he was from Spain.
0: Speaking of accents, uh, did you see that in the Academy Awards yesterday, Gary Oldman won the Best Actor Academy Award for his portrayal as Winston Churchill? in no. The Darkest Hour and now uh, people who listen to our Cold War show know that my <laughs> Winston Churchill <laughs> is the benchmark of Winston Churchill impersonations Gary Oldman uh, is
1: holding that trophy for you we all know this me. to be true yeah. Yeah. he, knows, yeah. it. he, he knows, knows it he,
0: he, he knows it we all know that in preparation for that role he listened to the Cold War show just so he could learn he said, how I do fuck me I, but that's all. I'm happy for and you he just listened to it
1: over exactly exactly
0: so brought brought a lot of his guys from Spain with him, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, to, to the to the to the uh, you know the holy to the Western Empire, uh, and they, a lot of them were fanatical, uh, crazy, crazy <laughs> Um There was a Spanish <laughs> yeah. Christian Maternus Sinegius Sinegius. Mm-hmm. I'm going Sinegius Cineg- Cineg- uh, Maternus. Let's just call him right. Maternus because I can pronounce that one. Yeah, um, he was he was appointed prefect of the East by Theodosius, and um, he's associated with the destruction of the great temple complex at Edessa, along mm. with a lot of other famous temples like the Temple of Zeus Belos in Apamea, which had an oracle in it, a famous oracle. Right. Um, and uh, he also destroyed the Temple of Alat in Palmyra. Now, yeah, we, we see you know the, the Isis destroying yeah. temples in uh, Palmyra. Palmyra, in yeah. Times. Christians started that man they were they were destroying temples in Palmyra 2000 years ago. Yeah 1700 years ago. Um, now these officials were supported apparently by roving bands of monks Oh god that would go around smashing shit up like the first uh, motorcycle their- gang. Yes. Yeah, they- <laughs> I I think of them as uh <laughs> Clockwork Orange. You know they're oh, yes. Alex. Yeah. You know? They were listening to uh, sort of uh, a synthesized view of uh, Ludwig van walking around raping, dis- pillaging, destroying
1: yeah. in the name of God.
0: And actually, it, it, if you go back and watch Clockwork Orange, um, the, I think the first time Alex and his band go to a house and um, uh-huh. you know they, they rape the wife and kill the husband, there's actually a big statue of a penis. A sculpture yes. of a penis yes. in the house that mm-hmm. they ride and play with. So I often wonder if uh, that's not uh, a, you know, a, a throwback, a, a reference. Yeah, yeah. A reference to the Christians destroying the the, the could the be pre uh, phallus. Anyway, uh, the the pagan orator Libanius gave a speech in 386 where he complained about the black-robed tribe who hasten to attack the temples with sticks and stone and bars of iron. Utter desolation Mm. follows with the stripping of roofs, demolition of walls, the tearing down of statues. Dang. His priests don't play. As I I mentioned, I think in an earlier episode, one of the things that they would do with the statues is try and smash the statues of the goddesses. Um, uh, uh, Knock them down, destroy them. Or carve sometimes crosses in the foreheads of the statues. And we, we have existing copies of those, you know, mm-hmm. um, Greek or, or Roman goddess statues with crosses carved in their foreheads. So um, the archeolog- archaeological evidence of destruction is quite extensive here. Christians were the original Isis. The bully boys, yeah, yeah. And you can just imagine imagine if Isis had succeeded. In taking over the world and mm-hmm. forcing their militant version of Islam right. on the world, seventeen hundred years from now, how stories of that, how, how you know what the world would be like, and how it would be remembered that yeah. that spread of uh, of violence, um, you know, people, are, you know, because what happens is. Uh, the first generation is horrified. The stories get passed down to their kids and their grandkids, but after three or four generations, no yeah. one remembers. No, Everyone goes, "Well, we we've always been Islam, right? We've yeah. always been Muslims. That's yeah. how it's always been." No one, no one remembers. Whitewash, but when when your population is mostly illiterate mm-hmm. and you know the 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 news isn't getting spread and, and it's not getting written down anywhere anyway probably and, and if anyone does spread the stories they probably get killed right. um, for being heretics or complaining so it was much very very easy in those days to basically make people forget history. Um, and 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 use propaganda to install a, a new version of history. The it's Napoleon's old saying: the victors write history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to to these days as well. Um, and the Christians were the masters of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, these these people are poor. They're illiterate. They're just trying to get day by day, just trying to survive. They probably live and die within five miles of where they were born. They're not exactly going to remember two or three generations ago, and it's not important to them. They're just trying to get
0: along. Yeah, you might think that there's oral tradition. will stories get passed down, but... Mm-hmm. Uh... You know, when there's roving the bands of violent yeah. monks with uh, yeah. bars of iron saying, eh, "Might not want to tell that story." Story, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So where Ambrose, Ambrose really gets hold of Theodosius, though, is um, in three ninety after what's commonly known as the Massacre of Thessalonica.
1: Well, that might not actually be true. Here's, here's what little I know of it, and then I'll let you fill in the gaps. So the Roman governor in Thessalonica is killed. I guess Theodosius wants this examined. He wants the perpetrators brought to trial and, uh, and killed or whatever. Maybe 7,000 people were involved in that killing, and so they all had to die. Have you ever thought about that?
0: Ray's attempts at humour, folks, um, <laughs> if you didn't pick that up. So the massacre of Thessalonica was an atrocity carried out by Gothic troops who oh. were loyal to Theodosius. Remember, we talked about going back. So the Visigoths, the, uh, Theodosius had done a deal with the Visigoths, saying, all right, we, we can't fight you, so you can have, you can have certain... You know, you can stay in certain parts of the empire. Right. They, they contributed 20,000 troops to his battle with um, Eugenius. Um, a lot of them died, as you pointed out, I think, in the last right. episode. Theodosius he was okay with used the, He used the Goths as like the uh, – the same way the British used the Australians at Gallipoli. Yeah, yeah just s- send them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Machine gun fodder at Gallipoli, <laughs> but uh- – yeah. yeah, arrow fodder. Oh, yeah, no, the gods. Oh, you guys are so brave. You guys, you know, <laughs> just go on. You, we in. want you. To, we want you to have all the glory. You go in, and we'll, we'll sit watch. back here. Oh, listen, you are so you are so lucky to be getting all the glory here. I tell you, and even if you die, immediate, yeah. uh, you know, entrance into heaven. If you die you're, you're fighting that's other right. Christians, because that's what yeah. nothing Jesus loves more than, than Christians <laughs> fighting Christians. Um, <laughs> but as you pointed out in the last episode, one of the Theories is he was uh, he putting the Goths up front in order to weaken yeah. the uh, the Goths. Anyway, so um, the, but there are Gothic troops in in Thessalonica, and um, as you said, uh, uh, one of the um, commanders there, a guy called Butheric in three ninety, he was a magister militum, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the the top military commander of Illyricum, which included Thessalonica. Right. Um, He arrested a popular charioteer, Mm a guy who rides a chariot for entertainment. Right. um, For some sort of gay rape offense. Apparently, this charioteer was accused of raping a male cupbearer. Right.
1: Well, quit making the cupbearer so hot. I'm sorry,
0: go ahead. The way he was carrying that cup. He wanted it. You could tell he wanted it. The way he was like licking the rim of the cup. Oh God. Putting his cock into it. No. I don't know. Want me to stir your drink, sir?
1: <laughs> I, Give I me a minute, I gotta pull down my pants.
0: Yeah. Anyway, he arrested this charioteer. The people demanded the charioteer's release. They go, He's so what? He raped a guy. Come on. Happens all the time. This is three ninety. We're, we're in Thessalonica. It's, you know, it's Greek. That's okay. That's a first date. <laughs> I can't I believe I, I don't. I don't know what was going on here. I don't know why the people demanded his release. Anyway, Butheric refused. Right. There was a revolt, uh, and Butheric and several other senior Roman authorities were killed in the mm. revolt. When Theodosius heard about it, he lost his shit and ordered. <laughs> Massive and immediate retaliation. So army units went into Thessalonica, and they basically uh, massacred several thousand. One of the sources um, puts it at seven thousand people Mm -hmm. were killed. Right, as payback (sighs) for half a dozen guys getting Romans getting killed. And this is, again, this isn't an enemy city. This is a Roman city. This Mm -hmm. is is part of the, the province of Illyricum. The church historian Theodoretus wrote, The anger of the emperor rose to the highest pitch, and he gratified his vindictive desire for revenge by unsheathing the sword most unjustly and tyrannically against all, slaying the innocent and guilty alike. It is said 7,000 perished without any forms of law and without even having judicial sentence passed upon them, but that, like ears of wheat in the time of harvest, they were alike cut down. Man. Now, Ambrose heard about the massacre and Hmm. he left Milan, which is where, obviously, he and Theodosius were based. Theodosius was there at the time. Right. Right. And refused to celebrate a mass in Theodosius' presence until he repented. Ooh. Now I had read that he was that he
1: excommunicated Theodosius.
0: I think he threatened excommunication, oh, gotcha. but he didn't okay. actually go through with it. Alright. Um, now Milan is a long fucking way from Thessalonica. Milan is in the north of Italy. Thessalonica is, you know, sort of Greece. Yeah, you're doing Uh, some walking. round the way. It's a long way. It's got nothing to do with his domains, his territories, Ambrose. But uh, I guess Theodosius is in his domain, and uh, he is claiming some kind of universal authority. Like, he's not the Pope, Ambrose. The Pope is Damasus still in Rome. He's just the Bishop of Milan, but he's basically saying, Bitch, this is this is my church. Oh mine. This is my empire. Right. Just shows you the kind of power that Ambrose has. He writes a letter to Theodosius where he says, Well, what could I do? Should I not hear? But I could not clog my ears with wax as old fables tell. Should I then speak about what I heard? But I was obliged to avoid precisely what I feared could be brought about by your orders, that is, a bloodshed. Should I remain silent? But then the worst thing would happen is my conscience would be bound and my words taken away. And where would they be then? When a priest does not talk to a sinner, then the sinner will die in his sin and the priest will be guilty because he failed to correct him. Mm. So he's basically saying, look, it's my job right. to punish you for this sin. I got to check you, man. I got to check you. It's my job. When Theodosius tried to enter a church in Milan where Ambrose was about to celebrate a mass, Ambrose stopped him. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. You. Where the fuck do you think you're going, Emperor?
1: Turn around and walk the fuck out right now.
0: Rebuked him in front of everyone in the church. Oh, snap. And told him to turn around and and get his ass out of the church. And he did. (laughs) And Theo the Great did. Yeah, he did. And, And according to the sources, he returned to the palace weeping and sighing. Bitch. Now, eight months went by. Oh, my God. And Theodosius apparently didn't even leave the palace, just sat there moaning and sobbing. Now, Sorry. This is this is how fucked up Christianity had got these guys. This is the emperor of the you know the entire Roman Empire at this point. Yeah, but he's worried that you know if if Ambrose doesn't forgive him, he's going to go to hell. Right. Good point. He's ruined his you know immortal soul. Blah blah blah. This is as you said, he'd been um, uh, baptised. I think earlier on. mm Hmm. So, um, you know, he's he's fucked now. Yeah. He, unless he gets some sort of forgiveness, I don't know how many hail Marys you have to say to get over <laughs> killing seven thousand. Seven thousand. Really? I, no, I I person? don't know.
1: I don't. I haven't killed anybody. Yeah.
0: It's uh, going to take yeah. you a while. Yeah. Um. So there was this guy called Flavinus Rufinus. Flavinus Rufinus. Sure. Um. He was a rapper. He came up with his name himself. Yo <laughs> yo yo. He was yo. the magister officiorum. Um, basically, you know, senior official uh, mm-hmm. for, to Theodosius, um, and and according to the sources, he used great freedom of speech due to his familiarity with the emperor. So they were old mates, right? He he said to the emperor, "Like, dude, what's going on? Why are you, why are you crying like a bitch?" <laughs> um, and you know, Theodosius said, y- "You have to go and and um, talk Ambrose into letting me off, getting, giving me yeah. a get out of jail free card for this man." Um. So, Refinus said, okay, I'll go do it. Um, you follow behind me and just, you know, listen to what happens. Right. So, uh, uh, Refinus goes and sees Ambrose. Ambrose abuses Refinus, uh, accuses him of being complicit in the massacre, it says, Rufinus, you are as impudent as a dog because oh. it was you who advised the emperor such a bloodshed. Um, Theodosius shows up, Ambrose is uh, still refusing entry, but apparently changed his mind after Theodosius agreed to uh, pass a lot of anti-pagan laws, but also Mm -hmm. to pass a law that said death sentences would only occur 30 days after the sentencing.
1: I'm trying to, what's he, the significance of that?
0: Well, so that there would be, there was a 30-day lag between the sentencing and the execution.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So, so there's a, a period, uh, uh, so he can't let his anger get in the way ah. of him executing people from now on. There has to be a there Has to be a lag where, you know, I guess there can be an appeals process or you can get talked out of it or whatever.
1: Like Like not being able to buy a gun right away when you're really pissed.
0: That's right. Okay. Um, now, part and parcel of all of this, it appears, is that part of Theodosius's penance right. in order to get accepted back by Ambrose was his promise to take on this role as the, the, the imperial leader of the Christian faith and to crush all of the Nicene uh, enemies, the enemies of the Nicene Trinitarians. Right. So this is when he goes all out against the pagans. Uh, Now, gotcha. Let's just stop again and and appreciate what's going on here. The sole emperor Mm -hmm. of the Roman Empire is allowing a Christian bishop to punish him, push him around, force him to become the oppressor of pagans and heretical Christian factions. Right. Instead of having the bishop arrested or exiled or executed, yeah. He just sits around and cries because he might die and go to hell. How fucking pathetic. I mean, can you imagine how Julius Caesar or Augustus would have handled this situation?
1: Yeah. It would have been handled, toot sweet, and there would have been no crying on their part.
0: Well, for a start, they were both Pontifex Maximus, so they were the head of the religion, and they would have gone, "Uh, hello, what? You're (laughs) criticising the way I do things? Yeah. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, sunshine. <laughs> um, but here we are, end of the 4th century, and uh, the this bishop. And again, I want to point out, I want people to remember the fact that Christianity has only been legal mm-hmm. for about 80 years. Wow. It's gone from being barely legal, like, you know, some of your cousins, to... <laughs> uh, to being able to push around the sole emperor, yeah, and make him weep like a little bitch, yeah. So as as
1: we were saying, in the three eighties, um, Theodosius was doing some things, but but for the rest of his life, from three ninety to three ninety five, he is going to come down hard on the pagans, obviously at the instance of of. Uh, of Ambrose, so when you when you look at Theodosius the first, it says Theodosius the Great for all of the things he supposedly did for the empire and for the church. But the man who truly deserves that title, who was behind him, pushing him, even even uh, coercing him to do all, all that, was Ambrose.
0: And I think that's where we'll wrap up this episode, Ray Bear. All right, all right. Uh, we'll, uh, so let's let's recap. Okay. Because Hunter, Hunter also asked me to recap at the end of every episode. You like,
1: know. Okay.
0: Tell me what. Tell me what I just heard again. <laughs> uh, so I don't have to remember the whole thing. Cause, Put the you know, joint I, down. No, it's the, it's the iPhone generation. Uh, and their attention spans are very short. Gotcha. You know? They're like what? Right. They're, like, they're like goldfish. <laughs> I can't remember what happened ten <laughs> seconds ago. So what we learned is Conctos Populos, right. the Edict of Thessalonica, 380, basically Theodosius, uh, along with a couple of the other emperors, but mostly him, declares that only one version of Christianity, <clears throat> the Nicene Trinitarian version, is the legitimate and only right. state religion. Everything else is verboten, all, at least all pagan and all right. other forms of Christianity. I think they, they allowed the Jews to, to, yeah. to keep doing what they're doing. But all pagan and all heretical Christian uh, factions, denominations are outlawed. Right. Um, he goes and, and sort of forces the bishop of um, Constantinople to resign, retire. Right. Um, points his own guy and he starts the, the destruction of the pagan religions, destroying mm-hmm. their temples Um, wiping them out, as we'll see in uh, later episodes, building Christian churches on top of destroyed pagan temples. Nice. We've got a lot of uh, archaeological evidence of that. Um, And uh, But then, you know, he gets uh, bitch slapped by (laughs) Ambrose. (laughs) Who's not a young um, man anymore. Yeah. uh, Over a series of events uh, where Ambrose can basically say, you are going to step up your destruction of the pagans and the heretics or um, you're going to spend eternity in hell and Theodosius uh, buys into that (laughs) narrative. And this is where, so finally, this is where we end up with a bishop, not even the pope, but a bishop basically laying down the law to the emperors. So from this point on, the Christian uh, clergy or the the, 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 the what would we call, the upper echelons, the management of, of Christianity, the Pope and the bishops. Right, cardinals or whatever, yeah. Believe they have the authority to make or break uh, emperors. Wow. Now. That's they, power. They, they're not just interested in having power over what happens to you when you die Mm-hmm. They now want temporal power. They want the ability to control the. It becomes. It's basically a, a theocracy. Right. They're trying to build a theocracy, a religious government, uh, one religion government that they uh, are the 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 masters of. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll you know we'll see as we get into the you know the late Middle Ages and the Renaissance and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if people know this, but you know the Pope had armies. The Pope had Pope had an army, big army uh, of soldiers who kill people (laughs) Um, for the for the Lord. Yeah, yeah, for Jesus, killing people for Jesus. That was their slogan. Um, Travel the world, meet nice people, and kill them. Kill the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, kill them all, and let let Jesus. Uh, Let Jesus Jesus decide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as these guys not.
1: are finding out, power is a heady thing, and very few people can deny it. And Ambrose certainly did not. He he embraced it, and he used it. He probably thought he was doing it right, but that's the, hardly the point.
0: All uh, right, Hunter, was that enough, dude?
1: Yeah. Did you, uh, are you satisfied? A, uh, you satisfied? Yeah. Lived, okay. Living my life according to Hunter. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon with uh, more about the Goths. I think next time we're going to get into what happened with the goths uh you know after theodosius dies the goths are like hey what happened to uh, all that shit that theodosius promised us if we you know helped him fight magnus maximus yeah uh and and the goths go on the warpath but uh, that's next time thanks yeah. buddy good chat take care